Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Home Field Apparel. Homefield Apparel is now partnering with the Mazadcast, offering you the best Mizzou gear on the market. All you have to do is enter the... As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. promo code Mizzou and you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. So do it now. Home Field Apparel, the best stuff you can get. Brennan's going to roll right, looking in that direction, throws right, and it's knocked away. Incomplete. Amazing. Bledsoe knocked it away. Missouri. Almost certainly now is going to win this game. It was first and goal from inside the one. And a throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. They are carving up this LSU defense. They don't get no better than that, man. He's lacked up to short middle Beatty with the catch. And he's going to jet his way into the end zone. Missouri touchdown. And off to Roundtree running left, it's 35 to the 40. Left side on the road and This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to a very special episode of the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is Bo Polini's real estate agent, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Also with us, Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban's couples counselor, Caleb Bungard. Hey, kids. This was an exciting one. We're going to inject our intro music with some new clips. It's been like the entire Barry Odom era. We haven't had enough clips to string together. Yeah, to... don't use the television broadcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was bad. That guy was awful. Yeah, I guess we're burying the lead. We're coming to you on Sunday morning after a big win on Saturday afternoon for the Missouri Tigers over the LSU Tigers, 45-41. to 41. Didn't see it coming. No, did not see it coming. Missouri scored early. They scored the first touchdown of the day, and when it was 7 to nothing, I literally took a picture of my television because I thought, well, this is the last time I'm going to be able to see Missouri over LSU for probably many, many years. No, this is what I wanted. I think I said in an earlier show, like, I want Drinkowitz to win a game he's not supposed to, and that this is that. Beating the defending national champions is that. And then we didn't just beat him. It wasn't fluky. I mean, we've... No, uh, we, we should have beaten him by much more. Kevin yeah. We I mean, were talking we, about that a minute ago. Our defense played better than... The stats would belie. I mean, they because every time we made a stop, we immediately gave it right back. You know, they we fucking muffed two punts, and then one time when we actually fielded the punt, the first play after the punt, we fumbled it. So literally on three different 
defensive stance for Mizzou, we immediately gave the ball back to LSU. I could see 21-point swing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as much as, and we still managed to pull off the win, and that's something that just, Missouri just doesn't do those things. You know, we, we do muff punts, but we don't fight back from it, and we don't go the distance with a heavyweight and mm-hmm. come out on top, and we did. And yep. Eli Drinkwitz, third game, and I think it's a big deal. Yeah, the offense, to say that off, that offense was more creative than anything the Barry Odom ever ran would be, um, I'd say, a safe statement. They made that little inside shovel pass to a tight end. I mean, that was stolen right out of the Andy Reid playbook. You know, they the Chiefs do that with uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, and I'm just like, that's great. I mean, that's a that's an innovative play that scored a touchdown, frankly. <laughs> you know, I mean, and there was a lot of movement, a lot of misdirection. Receivers were getting open. But as important as anything is Basilak was hitting them with, you know, rifle shots. He's He is impressive. He is, every time I watched him play, I've been more impressed with his abilities. His timing looks great, and his, obviously people have been talking about his pocket poise. He throws spirals. It's catchable. He leads receivers. He very rarely gets caught thrown behind anybody or overthrowing people. He's very accurate. And as much as anything, he seems very poised, and, and the gnomon is not too big for him. He, he seems very unflappable. Well, it leads me to a question. I'll start with you, Caleb. I have for both of you, which is, what is the difference between this team last week against Tennessee and this team we saw last night against LSU on the line play? I mean, obviously, uh, Basilak looked poised, but he had time that he didn't against Tennessee, nor against Alabama, nor did Sean Robinson. And on the other side of the ball, obviously, this game was won on a defensive line stop at the one. What the fuck? That was our biggest weakness. Caleb, why in one week is that now different? I don't know, because I watched Tennessee play Georgia yesterday, and Tennessee's line was getting through there, too. So I don't know if Tennessee's line is better, that much better than LSU's, you know, where he had more time. From what I watched on that Tennessee-Georgia game, Tennessee's line got through anytime they wanted to. They were putting pressure on everywhere. So LSU may have just an awful line. Colin, but Mazelak looks more confident, though. Like, yeah. he just throws the ball. He doesn't hesitate. He knows what he's doing back there. I don't know what's different. What I can tell you, though, is our offensive line played miles better than they did in Tennessee. And uh, I had real concerns on both ends of the trenches. And I will say this. Another reason I'm liking Drinkowitz is that we don't have a bunch of studs in the stable for our defense. we got a handful of guys, but they bring corner blitzes. They bring safety blitzes. They bring linebackers. They play aggressive. They put the pressure on. And yeah, you can get burned over the top playing that sort of aggressive defense. But I would so much rather play that aggressive style where you might force a fumble or hit a running back in the uh, behind the line of scrimmage than I will that rush three, rush four, drop everybody else into coverage, and watch a fucking quarterback like Garantano pick you apart because your line can get no pressure. So fuck yeah, bring linebackers, bring safeties, bring corners, bring everybody, bring the fucking house. I would much rather play that style of defense, and that's what Mizzou did yesterday. They were rushing the passer all the time. I I think part of what we saw in this defensive strategy against LSU is a direct result of what happened in the Alabama game, particularly where like Najee Harris was open all day long Mm -hmm. and they knew that LSU had a couple of receivers in Marshall and Gibson, I think the, was he the tight end? Yeah. If you're going to disrupt Gilbert, Gilbert, not Gibson, you're going to do it with pressure, not with coverage. They knew they couldn't run with those guys. They knew that their guys wouldn't be able to, they were going to be open all day, no matter what anyway. So instead of going after the receivers, after the quarterback because it doesn't matter how good your corners are if they have seven eight seconds to find them nobody's going to cover for that long Mm -hmm. nobody can and that's why i still think we never really and not that i'm making it a case for in any way but like sean robertson was in under duress 
for the first two games he played. Mm-hmm. Still don't know what he, he may do a lot better under different situations. But obviously, Connor Bazelak has done everything anybody could have possibly asked. I think he had what over four hundred and six yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. So this was a, basically his first real SEC start. I think he started against Arkansas last year. You know. With COVID giving everybody an extra year of eligibility, there's a realistic possibility that Connor Bazelak could have started a game in a Mizzou uniform for six years. <laughs> that's crazy. Because he started it's in Arkansas in the final yep, game last right. year. He started against LSU this year. He, he's going to get this is a free year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, if unless he goes to say the NFL or something. I honestly watching this game, watching him play, I was I was getting concerned for my own health. I mean, my penis can only get so erect. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and watching him sling it all over the field and watching receivers catch the ball. You talk about another thing that changed from Tennessee last week. They caught everything. That fucking dove kid made a couple of made one catch where he like is bumbling, stumbling in the air and fucking caught like one hand and brought it back into his chest. I was like, wow, I haven't seen a Mizzou player do that ever. Oh, he had two great catches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it and, was, and he's one of those long. He had reminded me of like a DGB too. He's a big, tall, long guy. Mm-hmm. And you think, goddamn, if I have one possible concern about Drinkwitz right now after this. Huge- Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Huge win. It's that Basilek so clearly looks like a world-class starter. And these guys that you're talking about, Dove and and some and even the converted Michael Wilson as a receiver, some of these guys look so good. At, you know, like our scout team receivers that are only in because of coronavirus um, cases that are keeping our receivers out. Thinking like maybe these guys aren't scout team guys. Maybe these aren't second, third stringers. Like they look great. Yeah. Like why aren't they starting for us? They're doing awesome. We found some good players that way before. That's right. That's kind of how we discovered Emmanuel Hall, I guess. You know, Beatty looked great. Roundtree looked good other than the fumble, which, frankly, we haven't talked about, but shouldn't have been a fumble in my eyes. It looked like his knee was down when he lost possession mm-hmm. of that ball. Well, he had a good game. God, they, he ran hard. Beatty had a good – I mean, the, the offense just had a really good day. And maybe, you know, the narrative you're going to see on SEC Network right now and on Twitter and everywhere else is that, golly, is LSU bad. Their defense is just that bad. I don't think they're giving near enough credit to – Basilak or Drinkowitz. I think Drinkowitz was running a very creative offense for a college game. And not just for Mizzou, but just in general. You don't usually see inside shovel passes. You don't usually see that much motion. I mean, like, it looks more pro style. You know what I mean? And it's given the defensive a lot to think about. You can't do that with every quarterback. And I wonder if any, as much as anything, like, I wonder if Sean Robinson closed off some of Drinkowitz's playbook that now gets to 
you know, open back up. And I tell you what, they ran the option, and Basilak ran it better than Sean Robinson did. I mean, it still didn't do great, but mm-hmm. it was, but it got positive yards. Yeah, and he certainly brings a threat there, Robinson. That we never saw from him, which is the deep pass. He and presses the ball vertically more than Drew Locke did. I mean, more aggressively. He's going after it. I'm very confident in his throwing ability, too. I mean, it's not like one of those 50-50 shots when he goes deep. He's getting it to his men, and even though some of them had to stretch, they were always there. Drew Locke had some very good games as a Tiger, very gaudy statistical games. Connor Basilak's game yesterday was as good as any of them as a redshirt freshman. You're right. They're going to talk about LSU defense being bad, and no doubt that it is. But there's a baseline LSU team that we don't get with Vanderbilt. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Missouri will take a win over an LSU, a ranked LSU defending national championship LSU team anytime. And anything anybody says about this win to diminish it is simply wrong. This is a huge what's, win for the coach and for the program. What's better, beating LSU like that yesterday or if you played Mandy and beat them 65-13? to 13? Yeah, I know. Collins' erection wouldn't be nearly as dangerous. No, no, it wouldn't. It's really not, let's be honest, it's never dangerous. It's always... Nor impressive. Yeah, that's, it's, it's always... That, when it gets that hard, he's able to count every single one of his warts. <laughs> <laughs> and there are many. <laughs> I mean, I, I was so excited about it. Not only was it a good win for Drinkwitz and for this young team, the thing I look about it from a long view is that they threw Alabama and LSU at us. And we came out one and one. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, you know? I, want, I, want a, I want another shot at Tennessee. I do, too. It does make me wonder, like, what does this Missouri team look like? If Basilac started that game. Exactly. If we had had a couple Southwest Missouri State games mm-hmm. to uh, get right in the early part of it and then give us Alabama, who knows? Maybe this thing's a more competitive game. Yeah, I tell you what, the over, I picked the over for three wins if they're going to play like this. You know what I mean? When they talk about Vegas uh, giving us three wins, I mean, I think... When Vegas made that prediction, they weren't predicting any wins in the first three games. I think we have to remember that we scored on Alabama. And we didn't play great against Tennessee, but our offense moved against Tennessee too. Mm-hmm. And especially when Basilak was at the helm. And I think those low scores are going to be the anomaly. You know, that, yeah. that we, those are two good teams, probably the best teams that we're going to play after we watch Florida get fucked at last, this last night. I think we're going to put up gaudy numbers the rest of the way out. I certainly hope so. Like I said, the offense is certainly creative enough to do it, and it looks like they've got the guy to deliver the ball. I couldn't be more impressed with Basilak, and I know I wasn't as down on the team as you were, especially after mm-hmm. last week, because, again, I, I didn't see anything in the coaching that had concerned me yet, really. And, no, I was talking about, can we win a game? Yeah, and I, and, I, and I just looked at Basilak, and I was like, dude, he made some throws. I mean, like, again, like I hate to keep comparing him to Drew Locke, because, but Drew Locke is sort of the bar that's been set because he went to the NFL, and he had a great career at Mizzou. But, and he's a big arm. He's got a big arm, but I think I said after the uh, the Tennessee game, and he was putting it in windows. You know what I mean? And that's a hard thing to do. He he made a back throw, shoulder throw in this game that I was like, God damn, that's you don't see that at college a lot. That that sort of back shoulder throw. I mean, I just I couldn't be more impressed with him. I think he's if he stays healthy, which is always a big if, and Drinkowitz can continue to be creative on offense. I the sky's the limit. I could conceivably see in a t- number of years competing again for an SEC East title, you know what I mean, and going to Atlanta. We're, we've shown we can compete with the likes of LSU. So, I mean, I don't think we need to be scared of Georgia's and Florida's any year. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, some years, obviously. But we're a bad team this year, and we just jumped up and beat LSU. And I think it's exciting to have to know that your team is capable of that because it will make the rest of the season fun. Because going into this game, you didn't think your team was capable of something like this. Mm-hmm. Now you know they've got a lot more of a ceiling than 
than you ever thought before. It just makes the season fun. They talk about how it made the players buy into Drinkwitz. I'm bought into Drinkwitz. You know what I mean? Like the whole community is bought into this guy. And they can down they can down talk uh, Mizzou all they want, but you know if you got a quarterback that's got that big dick energy and you bring him into their stadium, they can talk all they want, but they know in the back of their mind this guy can big, fucking flat sling it. You better fucking be on your A game. Big dicks have a big shadow. You that's know what right. I mean? And they see that coming. Yep, that's right. They cast a large shadow. Staff also has to not fuck the defense by faking punts and doing shit like that either. All those points are not on the defense, but you can't do that. You can't line up, then call a timeout, then fake a fucking punt. Get out of here. That's what I was like. Point. If you're going to go for it, then go for it. You know what I mean? Like with the offense on the field with a quarterback who's really good. Don't don't well, don't fake a punt and try to throw it a fucking lollipop. I mean, that was a can of corn if I'd ever seen one. You can you can literally say twenty one points yesterday were given to LSU on muffs and stupid decisions and yeah. fumbles. Twenty one points. I, I usually love muff. Yeah. So I mean, you're just fucking your team over by playing shitty special teams and then putting them in bad positions on the fake punts. Yeah, yeah. So. The fact that they won despite those kind of huge glaring errors is amazing to me. And there's a part of me, obviously, that that fake punt was a disaster from the word go. But there's part of me that kind of forgives it because we knew when we were getting Eli Drinkowitz, we were supposed to be getting this creative offense mm-hmm. that we saw today, this like sort of wild and on the verge of being chaotic offense. I think part of the the yin and the yang of that is that sometimes you get a fucking ridiculous play call like this. You know what I mean? You do something that's just like, it makes you say, what the fuck are you possibly thinking? But that's the downside of having a person who's the complete opposite of Barry Odom, which is just conventional all the way. Yeah. Not, not, I'm not forgiving the, the fucked punt, but I think that like occasionally you're going to get one of those with this kind of crazy. This kinda, with this kind of result, you're going to forget it happened. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, and I mean, for as much ballyhoos we're going to give uh, the offense, I mean, the defense played well today. I mean, oh, we, we gave the ball away, but they were hitting him in the mouth. I mean, that their LSU's quarterback by the end of the game was beat up. Yeah, we were getting and in his kitchen. That's what I was going to say too. That you know, the line play was so different. He'd been hit in the fucking teeth several times. You know what I mean? Like he was he was seeing ghosts. I think by the time you get to that last offensive possession and you get to that last stand, I mean, part of what's going on when he's throwing those passes is he feels the breath on the back of his neck, whether it's there or not, because he's been getting jacked all game and they didn't play great but they they just did enough to keep us in it like the despite the mistakes that caleb mentioned all we really needed was one or two stops and we got them when we needed them obviously the end of that game which was incredibly exciting was the biggest stop of all on the one yard line but between keeping brennan on his heels and because i'll say this i think he's a good quarterback he's catching a lot of shit and lsu's catching a lot of shit because he's simply not joe burrow yeah, but that's not the reason LSU he got lost the this shit game. Kicked out of him for fucking four quarters. It's LSU's defense is the reason they lost this game. Not a, not this Brennan kid. He's a good quarterback. There's a cumulative effect to that. I mean, there is a, at some point. Drew Locke was very would be get uh, guilty of this. You get hit enough, you start to rush things because you're always worried about that backside pressure. And I could see it on LSU. Like the guy was he the, the, the further the long the game went on the faster his delivery got. You know what I mean? Like, he was worried about getting hit in the fucking chops. You know, he never knew. Is some linebacker or some safety going to come up here and smack me in the face? It was fun to watch. Made me wish that we could have more fans, I guess, in a way. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it the yeah, way they are. they would have those goalposts down. They went straight to Harpo's <laughs> in any other circumstance. Don't want anybody to mistake me for Dan Mullen, but I'd, it would have been great to have a big win like that and have those students be able to just go crazy. Yeah, our capacity didn't quite look the same as Texas A&M. No and, shit. Uh, 
you know, their 30% capacity is just, they count different down there in Texas. I <laughs> I've yeah. noticed that throughout the all of college football. Everybody's saying like, oh, yeah, we're at uh, 25% capacity. And I'm like, Mizzou's not. I don't care what you say about the size of Mizzou Stadium. They're only putting like 11,000 people in there, and we can hold 65. There looks like there might have been 65,000 people in that Texas A&M game. The best tweet I saw yesterday is 100,000 people are going to tell people they saw Texas A&M beat Florida in a couple years, <laughs> and they're going to be right. <laughs> There's plenty of fucking people there. There's yeah. more people at Texas A&M yesterday than it was at Arrowhead for a playoff game last year. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, they got their money's worth, too. Well, fuck them for yeah. losing, too. I bet money on them because I went with Caleb the Greek. <laughs> I don't know that I won a fucking game yesterday, to be honest with you. I'm going to be straight up with you. I think I lost every fucking game that I threw out there this week. Did you College take... football fucking stupid. <laughs> Did you the only take... thing I got right was the fucking over, or, yeah, the over in the Mizzou game. Oh, that's what I was going to yeah. say. I thought you took the over on that one, and that one definitely hit the over. Yeah, yeah. That my Texas Oklahoma game went into forty five overtimes, and killed <laughs> under. So you know it shouldn't have been an overtime anyway. But anyway, I laughed yeah. when I saw the final combined score of that game was in the nineties, and I know you took the under on it. Oh yeah, seventy two, and they went into four hundred fucking overtimes. Yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> well, why don't we take our first break? We got a great big show for everybody. We've got besides obviously Kansas news and around the horn with the S. CC. We've got a ton of voicemails. People wanted to be heard about what they thought about this big win. And then, of course, something we haven't been able to do in a very long time. We've got a little segment called Sour Grapes. We'll play for you after the break. This is the Mazobcast. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor. Who is it? Well, they're called Manscaped. And oh, I know, I know this product. Yeah, they sent us some stuff, didn't they? Yeah, we shaved our sweet salty balls with them. I'll tell you what, they have good stuff. I shaved and I found a tattoo I forgot I even had. <laughs> <laughs> They're the number one men's below-the-belt grooming company in America. My balls are so soft. <laughs> Who's the governing body who decides this, by the way? I don't know, but I, I believe what they're telling me. Manscaped has redesigned its electric trimmer. It's called the Lawnmower 2, and it has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's a zero-turn mower. It gets the job done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's scrote safe. That's guaranteed. But I can't tell you how many lacerations my ball sack used to have before we got Manscaped. Well, you shouldn't have been using that bullwhip, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. In my defense, it was a rusty lawnmower blade. But either way, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you use on your balls. That's day one stuff. Act now and you can get 20% off and free shipping. Just use the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the right job. Your balls will thank you. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. 
we are back. You're listening to some listener music. This is a Mizzou student, as a matter of fact. Forrest Wilson from the band Ruby Lane sent us this track. It's called Seven-Legged Spider. If you'd like to get your listener music on, send us an email at mazodcast at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to try to get it some exposure. As promised, fellas, we had a lot of voicemails to get to, so why don't we just dive right in? Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. How about that play, folks? Old Drinkle Dick comes out, puts the dick in big dick energy right off the bat. And old Bedazzle Sack sure puts some bedazzle on that thrower. <laughs> We're looking good, folks. <laughs> I like it. Starting with a lot of energy. Good stuff. Fake punt with LSU having their defense on the field, and we still attempted. That just told me right there we're winning two fucking games this year, maybe, if that. He might want to take his. Might have jumped the gun. Yeah, might have wanted that voicemail back. This announcer crew, God, they are hot garbage. Anyway, it's the first quarter. We're playing all right overall, but it is what it is. Analysis. Hot garbage, these announcers suck. (laughs) All right. It does not matter. The coach, the Mizzou will be Mizzou. I think that's that same guy. He's very skeptical. And very drunk early. Cynical. Yeah, I just want to know, can we hold on to the damn ball? Very negative Before so far. is losing it. We muff a punt. Muff. Can we just keep the ball in our hands? That's all I all I want to know. I'm in the seventh corner, and I guarantee it's going to happen again. Thanks, uh, <laughs> David Wiley, by the way. Bye. We're writing that down. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I agree with him. I was, I was a little down in the mouth about all the mistakes, but I couldn't help just get over having this overwhelming feeling that we were tied with LSU. I honestly wasn't even noticing. I was so horny watching Basilac play football. I, I, the, the, I almost wasn't bothered by any of the turnovers. Hey, folks. It's me, Barry Odom, calling from the Sandals Resort in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Doesn't sound like Barry. <laughs> and I just wanted to come clean about something. Kelly Bryant didn't rail Albert O's girlfriend. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's that. There is that. This is it. This is the offense that we were promised under drink, dude. This is fucking it. I don't even care. Like, it's the defending national champions. We've been giving them short fields. Like, yeah, we might lose the game. But, like, this is exciting. Like, I, you know, this isn't just like, oh, take your fucking medicine against Bama and then get shit on. Like, we're actually playing. I fuck with this. Yes. Now yeah. we're getting into the... I love the, the energy. Yeah, now we're getting to the point in the day where people are starting to maybe be happy. They're starting to figure it out. Well... I hate to be optimistic, but they're driving the ball only down by three right before the half. Better than I expected. Go Tigers. Did he say I hate to be optimistic? Yes. Yeah, I'm not fucking Tiger fan. And also <laughs> hang on to the damn ball. It's a Mizzou fan. You hate to be optimistic about anything. You'll have your heart ripped out. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Let's fucking go! <laughs> now, now no, we're getting no. into the, the yeah. real voicemail no, segment sure. that we don't usually get. Man, LSU... LSU, man, please, you need to let us win this fucking game, man. <laughs> halftime, we looked good, better than I thought we looked. I thought we were going to get our shit kicked in, but LSU needs to let us win this fucking game, man. I haven't felt anything for this fucking team in so goddamn long. I can't even can't even tell you the last time that I had any interest in this team besides watching every week to see us get our fucking asses handed yeah. to us. 
There's a lot of... And I really hope I don't eat my fucking words and we end up getting shit on in the second half. But please, just fucking please, Mizzou. Do not fucking choke this. <laughs> do not fucking choke this in my fucking life, man. Good Lord, it's a dark turn. <laughs> M-I-Z. Well, who says thoughts and prayers can't work? Because his prayer was answered. <laughs> yeah. Is it a rule at Mizzou that if you play on the football team, you have to eat a fucking butter sandwich before every game? <laughs> I think I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we did have. We. I mean, we always have our drops. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Big five What's receivers. Up guys, do. it's me again. So it's the third quarter. Game is tied at thirty-one. Michael Wilson just caught a TD pass. I mean, guys, we can win this game, but if we lose this game, we're gonna shot ourselves in the foot. With all the damn turnovers. So we gotta have our ass stop turning the ball over. We can win this game, but still, that's a big if. So knock on wood and go Tigers. Fuck yeah. What's up, gang? It's your buddy Caroline Jackpot calling right, in for the back. second time in two weeks. Not bad, guys. Not bad. <laughs> not looking bad at all against LSU. I told you, the dazzled dick is the way to go. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm glad to see they moved this game to Columbia, Missouri uh, instead of Baton Rouge. I-, I feel for you people. I could not imagine you having to go to a redneck place like Tennessee one week and then to uh, another redneck place like uh, Louisiana. After that, God. Jackpot ain't been to Missouri, obviously. uh, We got plenty of rednecks. They're number one in team pregnancy and uh, (laughs) number 50 in economy. Just just a a big steaming pile of turds. Oh, but we can hang some rotten chicken meat on us old oversized fish hooks and catch us some gator down here now. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just messing with y'all. Looks like we've got our game against old Vanderbilt pretty much in hand right now. 27-7 in a rainstorm. <laughs> in Nashville, it only rains in Nashville. That's the way I feel about Will Muschamp, though. He's still hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Oh, they leave him up there in Nashville. Hell, maybe he can fucking become—I don't know—the fifth Oak Ridge boy or some shit. <laughs> Don't love the Oak Ridge boys. <laughs> anyway, uh, good luck the rest of the way, guys. It's uh, M I Z Z O U until you play Z, and then it's to hell with you. Go USC. <laughs> Y'all later. Peace, and I'm out. All right, so we uh, we did hook. I up didn't realize that. he was like. He liked the University of Southern California. Yeah, oh, that's what USC stands for, right? Yeah. University of- no one ever calls South Carolina that. No one. I've never heard it. It's, I think, universally known as they University of Southern Carolina. Mm, oh, my, maybe just on one side of it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you hear them do it in South Carolina, and it's kind of odd to see. Everybody else just calls it SC. Yeah. We got in touch with our guy, uh, Carolina Jackpot, and he is going to be our correspondent for. Uh, Prior to our South Carolina game, so I'm looking forward to his analysis. Yeah, hot takes. Good, good. I like him. <laughs> he's welcome anytime. Yeah, he's way better than that guy that called in about that fucking butter sandwich. I guess I'm a loser. <laughs> First time uh, caller, long time listener. This is Alex calling from Houston. Doesn't Jesus sound like he's got Christ. a Houston accent. Any one fucking tackle in the secondary. Both I know him. And please, special teams, catch a fucking ball. Jesus Christ. 38 each. I don't know why. Well, let's fucking go. All right, Alex. Welcome aboard. We can tell through that thick Houston, Texas accent that you've been <laughs> a long-time Texan. Oh, big football behind me. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Alex is a good Twitter follow. That dude knows more about SEC football yeah. than anybody on TV that gets paid to talk about SEC football. Welcome. That is Garen fucking T. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for calling, Alex, and uh, turn out good for us. So welcome back anytime. Well, we're up late in the fourth quarter. Still can't believe it. 
hoping for the best, but waiting for the swift kick in the nuts that's about to come in my zine. We're always waiting for that kick to come. And, and for some reason, yesterday, unlike always, it never came. You grow up a Mizzou fan, you, you always look for that. It's always coming. I mean, still to this day, when I'm you know halfway into my wife, I'm waiting for a kick in the nuts telling me I can't get laid, you know, just because I'm a Mizzou fan. <laughs> It's it's a sad state of affairs, but now he get he can only get off when he gets kicked in the nuts. You gotta be in a bear trap. I just wanna call in and congratulate the Tigers on a win. I wouldn't say a big win. I mean the West is always a lot softer than the East and I mean really when it comes down to it, L S U doesn't even belong in the SEC, let alone that soft ass West side. But any Hoosier, I mean, good game by the Tigers. I love that. Everybody that has anything to do with the podcast, count us out because they're a bunch of big, dumb fucking idiots. Wish Caleb would show up and do his job, but hey, <laughs> we did get a win. Win to win. Later, idiots. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of some backhanded comments there. I don't <laughs> think he was really that enthusiastic about it. I know. The more I think about it, thing, I don't know if he likes us. I think he's. Yeah. Felt like he was probably at a super spreader event and, you know, had to step away to make that call. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! That's what I'm fucking talking about! Yeah! I think that's, uh, that came after the game was over. Yep. Hey, Carolina Jackpot again. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. Beating LSU, taking them down in God's country, in your place. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Now, I can make fun of these stupid-ass punts and fucking taters and tell them that there was another bunch of tigers that had to do the good Lord's work and take down LSU in the fiscal year 2020. Keep it going. Keep on doing what you're doing. You know what old Coach Ed O's going to say in his post-game conference, don't you? Well, I knew. I, I, I thought we were still preparing for Kelly uh, Bryant. But they had a bedazzled dick waiting for us, and we just wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Nobody's ready for a bedazzled dick. Woo! Love it! What's up, dum-dums? You got them sour grapes. <laughs> sour grapes! I got the sour grapes! Boo-hoo-hoo! You got them sour grapes! That voice sounded familiar. I was very excited. <laughs> Missouri just upset LSU. Drink for president, M-I-Z. Hard to disagree with that. We finally fucking did it. I didn't think we were going to fucking pull that off. Mizzou usually fucks me there, but we fucking pulled it off, man. Drink built a fucking statue, and Connor Basilak is the fucking go. I don't care what anyone fucking says. He's the fucking Heisman contender. Holy fuck, man. Shit, that's all I have to say, and Connor Basilak... His new nickname is Big Dick Basilac because he has a fucking massive team. Go Tigers, baby! <laughs> well, I think we've established that he's bedazzled sack, but I agree. He does have a massive Johnson. I honestly don't know what to say. I'm just so happy and haven't been this happy about a Mizzou game since 2014. But it's just funny to think that the broadcast started with the, them saying that Sean Robinson should get some more snaps in QB, and then Connor goes on to play that game. This team could be really good. You know, maybe not this year, but down the future for sure. Really excited. Go Tigers. M-I-Z. Uh, no question he is excited, but he didn't sound as excited as the guy who screamed <laughs> obscenities into the phone. He was calling from the methadone clinic. 
Holy shit, I can't believe it. No last minute <laughs> kicking the junk. We just stopped them four different times on the one yard line with no penalties. You gotta be freaking kidding me. Wife's getting the whiskey dick tonight. <laughs> M-I-V. Oh, there were a lot of Mizzou wives and girlfriends that caught one last night. I promise you that. <laughs> they caught one. Man, I was telling people this morning, don't trust that Vegas line. I said, don't sleep on the zoo. They're going to cover the spread. I was not expecting this. I don't know if I've ever been so enthused about a one and two team, but <laughs> I'm feeling some enthusiasm right now. I loved what I saw uh, today, apart from those fumbles. And you guys said Missouri needs to start winning some games they had no right to win. This was the first one. This was great. M-I-Z. People react differently to big wins. Some people scream their heads off and drink and threaten to uh, have whiskey dick sex with their wives. And others are very calm about it. I can't believe they didn't give them a fifth down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, I was waiting for something just really bad to happen. I mean, I didn't expect to win the game. When they got to the one-yard line, I was like, well, they're going to punch it in, and we're not going to have time to score. But this was a really good game. I was preparing to you know, to basically have a moral victory cast, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I'm uh, sick of those. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Well, we're not having one. We need sour grapes. We don't need moral victories. That's right. That's right. Our moral victory trophy case is full. <laughs> That's right. Fuck all that. our participation. All I can say is, holy hell, we finally have an offense and a quarterback. I still just don't understand what Drink saw in Robinson, but what a win. Let's go. M-I-Z, baby. I don't know what else you can say. Just excited. It is the Drink Connor era. Let's go! Hey, quick hot take. I will say here that Connor Bazelak is better. He looks better than Drew Locke did at his freshman year. I'm not saying that he's going to be better or he's going to go to the NFL or anything, which he might. But he looks better than Drew Locke did. He doesn't have, like, that one dumbass interception per game that we used to, you know, a lot to him. Connor Bazelak look unbased in the pocket. Come on. Connor for Heisman. Okay, it's my first semester in college. I'm going to go let it get lit as fuck tonight. M-I-Z. Attaboy. Attaboy. Go get you some sweet, sweet poontang. Is that what the kids call it? There's no way of knowing. (laughs) They eat butt now, Brennan. Zodcast. Luke Tomask here, alumni 2018. Welcome Long-time aboard. listener, first-time caller. All I want to say is we showed more heart on that goal line stand than we did at any point during the Barry Odom era. I think a lot of people today, we realize that we have something here. A bunch of guys are out. The talent on the field is not what it's going to be maybe in three or four years. But the absolute heart on that goal line stand for a defense that gave up yards all day, easy yards all day, especially through the air, to stop him twice on the ground and then tw- twice through the air. The most amount of heart I've seen from a Missouri defense in four freaking years. I could not be prouder of this program. It's been a long time. We deserve this. If you are somehow affiliated with the Missouri football program, the University of Missouri for that matter, you should be damn proud of your football team and what they accomplished today. M-I-Z. So I used to be a serial caller. I've not called in a while. I pretty much only called when I was blacked out. If you remember the Ricky Cat, yeah, we remember. Uh, <laughs> we remember the um, famous Ricky Cat. We were going in Chicago at Derby, RP yep. Derby. Anyways, fucking Tigers. We're basically national champions. Eli Drinkwitz, big fucking dick swinging. Basil actually go to Harpo's and I butt ass naked dick swinging. I mean, let's fucking go, baby. We just we're basically national champions. Let's fucking do it, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> go Tigers. M I Z. See you, buddy. Can't be the champ till you beat the champ. That's, That's right. right. That's right. 
Okay, I take it back. We did something that no Mizzou team has done in the past, at least I believe. I remember this. Winning guy. with five turnovers. I, yes, I'm counting the uh, fake pun as a turnover because that's a, that's just that was just awful. But anyway, we came out, we pulled the win. I can't believe it. It's awesome. Z Z O U. Yeah, they changed you around. Eli yeah. changed you around. Oh, what a win today. Still, I, I can't get over it. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I cannot wait to get a taste of those sweet, sweet, sour grapes. <laughs> M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Hey, guys. Long time, first time. Oh, oh! Hell of a game today. Wasn't it nice seeing some fake handoffs that actually worked for once? Holy fuck. Shotgun to four loco in celebration. You guys enjoy nice. tonight. M-I-Z. <laughs> Nice. I do like this. Shotgun at four loco. That's worse than doing piles of cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. He's got quaaludes, too. Uh, I do like this new emerging tradition for our callers after a win to tell us what they're going to fucking do afterwards. I do enjoy that. You're fucking. That guy's hard. (laughs) Shotgun at four locos. He's hard. I called earlier. I said I was a perennial, long time, lifetime caller. I know you won't play a lot of voicemails because I'm going to hear a lot of voicemails tonight, but the fucking national champions, baby. Fuck the LSU. Go! You're making the show. You that's, made it. Yeah, that's right. And you're right. I, I didn't realize it, but we beat the national champions. Therefore, we are now yeah. national champions. I've seen Highlander. I know how this works. <laughs> yeah, sure. Who hasn't seen Highlander? <laughs> okay. Mazadkaf trying to leave me a fucking voicemail. I try to get personal lines. So I can get after LSU win. Jesus Christ. Mizzou fucking destroy the national champions. Are you kidding me? Are you actually kidding me? You want to answer the phone? Are you, are you not answering the phone? And you're not answering the phone. It's a, oh, a voicemail only? Voicemail only. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Mizzou dominate. This guy does not know how it works. And you want to answer the phone? Not a listener. Jesus. Apparently. I I love Mizzou. Mizzou all the way. (laughs) M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Let's go. Let's go! What? What's that? Voicemails only? What? (laughs) This is literally the first time I'm hearing this. I have no idea what you're complaining about. We should start answering that phone. (laughs) Yeah. I think I don't want to. Have you heard these voicemails? We had more voicemails than that, fellas. We could not get to all of them because our phone lines were jammed this weekend. And I'm glad about it. It's been the first time in a long time that uh, the voicemails had to be curated, really, because we were just getting slammed. I mean, it started early on in the game. Our phone was going crazy. But uh, anyway, it's been a while since we can play this segment, guys. But it's once again time. Sour grapes. What you got there, sour grapes? You got a grip of sour grapes. Oh, them sour grapes. You brought them sour grapes. Sour grapes, sour grapes. You got them sour grapes. Oh, sour grapes. You brought a grip of sour grapes. Oh, 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 oh. You got them sour grapes. It just doesn't happen often enough. I hope that Coach Drinks makes it happen a whole lot more often. Oh, so do I, Colin? You said you got one ready for us? Sure. Gage at Gage Gantz tweeted, LSU sucks so bad, they're making Mizzou look good. Shake my damn head. Sour grapes. That is sour. That's very sour. (laughs) I don't think they made Mizzou look good so much as Mizzou made LSU look like dog shit. (laughs) I got one here from Big Clout Bankroll, so you know he's important. Sure. He says, 
Miles Brennan ain't it. And what's up with our defense? Man, we really lost to Missouri. Bruh. If you're, if you're using the term bruh or bet or any of that kind of shit unironically, then fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah, you don't deserve to be on anybody's standards. If you're standards. calling all your buddies bro, but you're not doing it ironically, then you need, you should die in a wood chipper. <laughs> That's right. how strongly I feel about it, Brennan. Uh, Johnny G at Brick Cannon put, fuck Mizzou and all the fans who had something to say. I think actually fuck LSU and all their fans who had something to say. We won. That's my thing. Like, you beat us. Don't talk about it. Don't take any joy in this, you cocksuckers. (laughs) Salad great. Yep. I've got one here from Misunderstood. He probably will be here. This is fucking embarrassing. We lose to Mississippi State and Missouri. Yes, the answer is yes, you did. Yeah. You absolutely have. (laughs) You put a question mark at the end of that sentence, so I'm assuming you want to know, and the answer is yes. Dre at Andre underscore P wrote, simply, Mizzou sucks. Salad grapes. Yeah, but not as much as LSU. (laughs) No, apparently not. We learned that yesterday on the football field. All right, D Madler 4608, so you know he's not a robot, said, (laughs) this is a fucking disgrace to the LSU football world. Wow. We, we beat them, and it's a fucking disgrace. Salad great. That's a real pity. Secret Agent F69 wrote, Thank God Mizzou sucks. Salad great. Don't really understand that. No, I don't either. I don't get it. See, it's a self-own, as they call it, as the kids call it. Um, we beat you, so if we suck, that means you suck worse. Scott Pilgrim at J underscore 311 wrote, Fuck Mizzou. Salad great. I love the, just the ones that are straight up like, Fuck yeah, us for it, existing, winning football games. Uh, just our existence to them is an affront. It's uh, it's an oldie but a goodie. And <laughs> sure. I tell you what, the tears, they're extra salty and they taste, oh, so good. Yes, they do. Here's one from H-O-U-L-S-U. He says, so y'all won your Super Bowl today, huh? Salad great. Well, I've got one of those. I, I guess we did. But so what? Fuck you. <laughs> Frank Fleming NJ Tank 99 wrote, how the fuck did LSU lose at home to Mizzou? Well, so they didn't lose at home. They were... In Columbia, Missouri. I mean, <laughs> technically, true. on paper, they were. <laughs> and this, I was like, what, maybe he wrote this wrong. No, he, it was wrote on 10 10 20. Now, so. if you look on, on a website, it may say that this is a home game for LSU because technically it was. But if you have eyeballs and a sense of, I don't know, how <laughs> everything works, how matter works in the physics of the universe, they played the game in Columbia, Missouri. Yep. Oh, Brendan, I've got a, I've got one for you. It's got the tenor of a Sour Grapes tweet that I know you particularly enjoy. Oh, good. LSU Dan 2000 wrote, Congrats, Mizzou. You just won your Super Bowl. You beat a garbage team with a Bo Pelini defense. Throw a parade. Salad grapes. That's, it's, oh, these are the ones that just, they do, they drive me crazy because the point of the article is we suck and we're total fucking garbage. Therefore, you can't celebrate when you win. You know, and I've complained about this before because I'm like, you realize by saying this, you're just admitting that you're yeah, awful. We're awful. Arkansas is the best. At it's a cell phone. One. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's pointing a gun at your own face and pulling the trigger to really show you something. Well, I think the analogy that I've heard you use before that I enjoy, it's like trying to hit somebody in the face with a hammer, but burying the claw in your own fucking eye on the backswing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I agree with me. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is. <laughs> um, I've got one here. Uh, Gert376 wrote, fuck Mizzou. That's the tweet. Yeah. She really, but yeah. she wrote, that's the tweet. Salad so, grapes. Yeah, so you know. And uh, poop, 39469343. Again, definitely not a robot. Yeah. Missouri is not a good football team, fam. Salad 
great. Yes, but we beat LSU again. Yeah. So the laws of transit of property or whatever that is. LSU is not a good school academically. Let's just make that. I mean, I'm not trying to say anything disparaging. We just want to state facts on this show. We're a fact-based show. LSU is for stupid people. So if you went to school there (laughs) or if you have a degree from there or if you even like their program, you're probably a stupid person. So I want to lay this out for you. When you say that we suck after we beat you, what you're really saying is you suck worse. Yeah, that's right. And also, whenever they say you shouldn't be happy about this win because we're at a really bad point in our program's history, you know, this doesn't, this shouldn't count. I always think like, I thought, I'm sorry, I thought we played games every year. I thought the, I thought the games counted every year. They don't just count the years the LSU fans tell us we can count them. Yeah, you know, only I mean? the years that were good you can count. Well, you know, the SEC and their programs love to count uh, national championships that didn't actually happen. I don't know. You know, there's there's some really weird, strange math and uh, theory that goes into how an SEC program measures itself. Yeah. MFXG at M undershore for show wrote me walking into the living room during the third quarter. Wait, doesn't Mizzou suck? Like, I, I guess, I mean, maybe we suck, but um, you're sucking more. The, there's a lot of this uh, sort of being astounded that we're bad and that they lost. Well, I don't know why that's worth tweeting about. That's a thing that happened. We saw that was going yeah. to be the outcome. So, you know, a lot of LSU fans, I will admit, were not necessarily as mad at Missouri as they were at Bo Pelini and their defense. Get on Twitter and just look up Fire Ogeron. <laughs> then, yeah. Like, they just had their best season ever. Won a national championship. You look up Fire Ogeron, it is everywhere. They're like, can't wait till we fire in. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You just won a national championship with the man. They made I mean, it. in six years, he's going to be coaching Ole Miss, but you got to wait six years to fire him. <laughs> they made a GoFundMe account to fire him, Caleb. It's crazy. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, it drives me crazy. Like, you know what? If Drake wins a national championship here, we will build 300 statues and never let him leave. Mm-hmm. We're like that girlfriend that's like, you break up with me, I'll kill you. <laughs> that will do to Drake wins like, Drake, <laughs> you a national championship, you're never leaving. Yeah. You never get out. It does not happen. Yep. I'll you murder you. It's all to get yeah. out of this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you're going to like this sour grapes treatment. Brendan, do you have more? Or is this, I want to finish this, up no, with I'm, one particular one here, okay, and I think you know what it. I'm talking about. Let's do it. It's from a gentleman named Stephen A. Smith. Caleb, familiar? Stephen A. Smith? Oh, yeah, I know Stephen A., man. I got him. I know him. Yeah. He's great. Yo, Steve, yo, at Marcus Spears 96 and Real Clark 25, I'm not even joking around when I say this, and I hope your LSU football defense hears this. The performance today was one of the most pathetic, lackluster performances I've ever witnessed. They should be ashamed of themselves. So this is a person who knows nothing. And I mean fucking nothing about college football. This cocksucker doesn't know anything about NBA basketball. And that's his fucking jam. And I'm going to tell you something else. Fucking ESPN sucks because of people like Stephen A. Smith. They got rid of John Clayton and people that actually knew anything about sports for these fucking clowns, these Skip Baylesses and these fucking Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. If you like Stephen A. Smith, we can't be friends. We can't. He sucks. He sucks so hard. And I never thought I was going to have to worry about him backhandedly talking shit about my program. But you know what? Fuck off, Stephen A. Smith, you miserable piece of shit. Anyway. So <laughs> Took a little different turn. Yeah. yeah. Don't talk shit on my team, Stephen A. Smith. I'll listen to it from a lot of fucking people, but not you, you miserable yeah, cocksucker. He was, he was just horrified that they could lose to Missouri. He doesn't know anything about fucking college football. He doesn't watch. He doesn't know anything about it, admittedly, but he'll just, he'll talk a bunch of fucking shit. 
<laughs> He's him and Skip Bayless. I wish they somebody build a rocket, put them inside of it. Elon Musk, if you're listening, build a rocket, put Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless inside of it, and shoot it directly into the fucking sun. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, we are moving right along then. Since we're, we're going to action pack show, I say we jump right into Around the Horn with the SEC. Let's do it. We break our bread at Waffle House. Our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. We built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Football. And then, Colin, if you wouldn't mind firing up the fine bot. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. All right. Welcome aboard, Paul. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. All right. What do you got for us, Caleb? Uh, first up on there, we had South Carolina playing Vanderbilt. Yeah. I think we heard a little bit of that on our voicemail earlier. We've got uh, South Carolina handily winning that game 41-7. to <laughs> Yeah, I think whoever plays Vanderbilt this year will handily defeat them. I, I like that bet. Yes, absolutely. Moving on, uh, our last week opponent, which was Tennessee playing Georgia. Georgia beats them 44-21. That's a game I missed also on the cover. So uh, congratulations, Georgia, on being better than I thought you were. I think Georgia is going to win the East. It's an easy pick, Paul. Texas A&M. Florida. We talked about this a little bit. 100,000 people watched Texas A&M beat number four Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Dan Mullen got jealous and he said the governor passed a law and they need to fill the swamp with COVID survivors. That's right. Uh, moving on. Auburn playing Arkansas and this Arkansas team put up a battle. It was 30 Auburn 28 Arkansas. Yeah, this was a weird one. Uh, I would, I, mean, I have no love for Arkansas, but I would say that Arkansas got fucked on some sort of weird arcane ruling about the spiked ball that went backwards. I don't even know exactly what happened, but uh, it gave Auburn the chance to win, which they did. But uh, Arkansas, I think, is probably happy where they stand right now in the SEC. Oh, they've uh, won some games. They gave Auburn all they wanted. I mean, Arkansas is the crazy fucking buffoon they've hired seems to know what he's doing at this point. You're right about that. Yeah, Alabama played Ole Miss. Nick Saban. And allowed Ole Miss to Alabama. Score. Points on them, but they put up sixty-three. God, did you? They said that fucking Lane Kiffin after the game when they did the handshake told uh, Saban, "I thought they played defense in the SEC after he just lost to him." You know what I mean? And they scored points on Alabama. But how? That's fucking. That guy has so much balls. I hate him. You know what I mean? I hate Lane Kiffin. But God, you got to respect walking around. I love that. Fucking, I love everything about that. That's hmm. fucking great. That's what I'm saying. You got to love the fact that he'd walk right up to fucking Nick Saban and be like, "I thought they played defense in the SEC." No. Yeah, you just got to beat my 15 and you want to talk some shit after it. I love it. <laughs> Keep your head up, Lane. <laughs> he loves to troll Nick Saban. I mean, he really does. And fuck his daughter. Nick Saban is very fucking good at it, too. Not sure about that. And I don't know if this is a misprint. I didn't watch the game. I didn't go through it all. But Kentucky played Mississippi State, and Kentucky beat Mississippi State 24-2. to two. To two. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> So, where's the air raid is my question there. 
Well, and that's the uh, the one thing that takes a little validity away from our win is that the air raid pounded fucking LSU into the ground, and since that game hasn't been able to fucking pa drop. <laughs> no, they haven't. It's a it was a one trick pony for Mississippi State so far. I hope it's not the same for us. And that's all the lineup in the SEC for the week. Okay, and coming up next week, uh, we have course Vanderbilt and Mizzou. I'll pass on watching the Missouri game. We have Kentucky playing Tennessee. Kentucky, Tennessee. I want to talk about that for a second because I think there's a lot of people that will pick Kentucky for this game. Uh, Tennessee got blowed out by Georgia this weekend, but they... Not until after halftime. Yeah, they gave them a half, so I don't know. Caleb, what do you think about this? T- I don't know. Well, fuck, I don't know anymore because you just watched Kentucky only put 24 points up on Mississippi State. Yeah. And Tennessee not look as good against Georgia as they looked the week before against Mizzou, but I think they're way better than Kentucky. Yeah. And from what I've seen of Tennessee thus far, I, I still am not a Kentucky believer. I mean, they're one and two now. Well, you know, with the Mizzou-Vanderbilt like matchup coming up, I, this is Mizzou-Vanderbilt is a perfect opportunity to see if we are the team we were or the team or something different. Because yeah, this is we let down. Yeah, a big win before Vanderbilt would be the perfect point where Barry Odom would slide his pants down, walk directly to the 50-yard line, and take a hot deuce. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, That's what's his move. That, that's what he does. That's his jam. That's how he does. And uh, let's see if Drinkowitz does better than that. Has a team prepared after a big win. You know, no big letdowns. No, no deuces at the 50, I guess is what I'm asking. Next on the schedule will be Auburn playing South Carolina. Okay, I think Auburn has been trudging along with these games and winning them, but not winning them super convincingly. Yeah, I, I still pick Auburn in this one. Mm-hmm. They're more talented. LSU plays Florida, so two teams that just got uh, beat down. Yeah, I still think Florida's a better team. It's at Florida. They'll win that game. Ole Miss and Arkansas joining up. This should be interesting after Ole Miss putting up all those points on Alabama. Yeah, I, I think that the Ole Miss is going to be able to score a lot of points. And I mean, this is kind of the immovable object versus the unstoppable force, right? It's the Ole Miss offense versus the vaunted Barry Odom defense. <laughs> Barry. Yeah. <laughs> what a great defense. I can't wait till we play uh, <laughs> Arkansas just so we can talk to Barry. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't wait to talk to him either. I think if we get another big win this year, we should just forward our voicemails to Barry's phone. I, I think I might have missed a call from Barry Odom this weekend. I think he's been trying to reach us. A and M is going to play Mississippi State. Okay. Uh, well, I think unless A and M has a big letdown, they should easily win this one. Absolutely. And the game of the week of a century Ooh. of all time, University of Georgia going to play University of Alabama, number three and number two. Alabama, Alabama. I kind of almost feel sorry for Georgia after what Ole Miss did to Alabama. I feel like Nick Saban is going to be super mad, but at the same time, Georgia's probably licking their chops, seeing what how many points that Ole Miss could put up on Alabama. I don't know. That's going to be a good game to watch. Oh, well, I mean, that. Alabama's clearly flawed, you know, and obviously Georgia, Georgia's good, but are they Alabama good? Is Alabama really that good? They gave forty-eight to Ole Miss. I, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't want to pick that game. Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. I'm going to go with Georgia. Alabama hasn't looked that great, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Georgia. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm curious to see what that line's going to be. Email. So let's hit Kansas news. Violets are doing three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. 
first story of the day, Kansas motorhome stolen, then recovered, two arrested in Topeka. Following a search and chase, two people are arrested after allegedly stealing a Kansas motorhome while a third suspect remains at large. McPherson police recovered a 2020 Newmar Country Star motorhome on Thursday. Sounds like a high-dollar buggy. On Sunday, McPherson Police Department received a report regarding the theft of a 2020 Newmar Country Star mobile home valued at $285,000 from rental storage in the 1800 block of the North Main Street in McPherson. Through investigation, officers determined the motorhome was stolen on October 3rd. Officers identified three suspects involved in the theft. Officers attempted to stop two of the suspects in a vehicle near the intersection of Centennial Drive at 1021 in the morning on October 7th, but the driver refused to stop. McPherson officers and sheriff's deputies pursued the vehicle throughout the county. Officers lost sight of the vehicle for a short time. Now, you're a bad police officer if you're losing track of a motorhome while you're in a fucking cruiser. Yeah, it seems like it wouldn't be that hard. I don't know, though. <laughs> they dispatched canine units and officers from the Kansas Department of Wildlife Park and Tourism assisted. Uh, that's normal because they only have about five different law enforcement officers throughout the state through their different agencies. Boyd Hattifield and Sierra McChinsky both booked in the McPherson County Jail in connection with theft of the vehicle valued at more than $100,000. That's a nice rig. It is. They're also charged with distributing opioids, burglary, fleeing, and eluding police, and driving with a suspended license and reckless driving. So uh, they sounded like they were having a hell of a night, and the police just were a buzzkill. When they finally got pulled over alongside the road, the cops came in the window. Oh boy, driving goes, there's an RV. Don't go fall in love with it, Clark. <laughs> uh, if you didn't, he missed a golden opportunity to say it. Um, I, I do bet that the people who stole that motorhome, that that motorhome was far more valuable than the home they actually lived in. I absolutely believe that statement. <laughs> but they both, I'm sure both the home and the mobile home were on wheels. Both of them were on wheels, yes, Two Kansas motorcyclists arrested after pursuit across Nebraska. It's a lot of uh, highway pursuit this weekend. Yes. Two Kansas motorcycles are in custody after multiple pursuits in central and eastern Nebraska. According to the Nebraska State Patrol, they received a call about 9.30 Friday regarding motorcyclists driving recklessly eastbound on I-80. A trooper located the motorcyclist close to Grand Island and attempted a traffic stop, but they fled eastbound. They said, fuck it, we're going to do this thing, and the trooper pursued... Both motorcycles accelerated to more than 140 miles per hour. The trooper discontinued the pursuit because of heavy traffic. A few minutes later, the York Sheriff's Office received a report that a motorcycle crashed at mile marker 342. The motorcyclist that crashed, Samuel Newberger of 31 of Overland Park, was taken to the hospital with serious injuries. Troopers later observed the second motorcyclist near mile marker 370 and initiated another pursuit. The motorcycle was swerving between vehicles, passing on the shoulder, on I-80 and traveling to more than 130 miles an hour. Once the motorcycle neared Lincoln, troopers in the Aviation Support Division took over and two troopers on the ground pulled back. Good Lord, a helicopter followed the motorcycle along Nebraska Highway 2 until it stopped at a gas station in Palmyra. Troopers arrived on the scene and took the motorcyclist, Alexander Wise of Kansas City, Kansas, into custody without incident. Troopers found a handgun and several pounds of marijuana in his backpack. Pounds? <laughs> Pounds Damn. of marijuana. LPs. He was arrested. <laughs> he was arrested on suspicion of felony flight to avoid arrest, willful reckless driving, possession of a controlled substance with intent to deliver possession of a firearm during a vi- drug violation, no drug tax stamp, and an outstanding warrant from Kansas. The guy's in trouble. Those guys had some fucking stones. They were feeling good. 
you know what? If I'm doing 150 on a motorcycle and I crash, I just want to die. I don't oh. want to survive that. I don't think it looks good. Did I send you the the video last night around midnight of the car hitting the motorcycle going real fast? <laughs> I remember when I did it. It just looks like it turns to dust. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't want to survive that. Just kill me. Don't take me <laughs> to the hospital. Just put a bullet in me. Agreed. Sherlock Holmes reference helped detectives connect jail deputy to inmate groping case. Oh, I always love a good groping case in Kansas. You can't be a good grope. References to characters in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's famous Sherlock Holmes story, The Hound of the Baskervilles, helped detectives investigate a report of unlawful relations between a Sedgwick County Jail staffer and a female inmate and tracked down the former deputy now criminally charged in the case. An affidavit released Thursday said Timothy Baskerville used an email address containing names of famous fictional private detective and another book inspector, Inspector Lestrade, when he communicated over the jail's email messaging system, Jail ATM, with one of the female inmates he's accused of fondling. So these inmates at this female prison have, like, their own computers and laptops and email addresses? I guess. I guess you have it all there. Sounds like they have more reliable internet service than Colin. Sounds like a pretty good place to be. <laughs> it's better than most housing in Kansas. Obviously, yeah. they, she didn't have to steal a motorhome. Investigators immediately recognized the obvious connection between the crime novel and Baskerville's last name. Two and two were put together, which is more than most Kansas police officers can do, which helped confirm a report that the detention deputy allegedly had been involved in an intimate relationship with a woman in the jail's custody. When investigators interviewed the inmate who exchanged emails with the address, she said she and Baskerville had been, been involved in a relationship since April. She confirmed that he had been communicating with her via the system. She said they started emailing each other instead of talking so much inside the facility because Baskerville was afraid inmates and deputies were getting suspicious. The inmate described having this routine with Baskerville to avoid drawing attention to their intimate sessions. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Uh, said Baskerville would enter a pod where her cell was located, signal for her to report a fake plumbing issue to the deputy overseeing the pod. Baskerville would indicate he would fix it, turn off water to her cell in the plumbing closet, and then go into her cell to, quote-unquote, make out for several minutes, including kissing and fondling her. They hid their sounds from the deputy by putting a feminine hygiene pad over the speaker. After a few minutes, yeah. after a few minutes, Baskerville would walk out of the cell to turn the water back on in the plumbing closet and return to kiss her again before leaving. Man, that's some heavy groping and heading. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't heard that Tinder exists. I don't know. Like, is it worth losing your job over making out with somebody in a jail? Dirty prison and, sex. Yeah, they, it doesn't even sound like they were fucking. Like they, he was gonna, he's gonna lose his job over. I know, not even pants, not even a handy. No, the old fashioned. You know, you get fired over a good old fashioned, but uh, <laughs> just that's, that seems like a lot to go through. Maybe she's got a magic tongue. That's <laughs> something. I don't know. In Kansas, any romantic or sexual contact between jail or prison employees is illegal even in cases where it would have otherwise been consensual. His last girlfriend was a prairie dog, so I'm sure this one is better. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, Baskerville's going down. It sounds like he's done it before, and uh, calling himself the Hound of the Baskerville just let him right to it. So, what a genius. And you say, Caleb, there was no football this weekend in Kansas? Kansas probably lost on their bye week. Yeah. So mercifully, no L for Kansas. The only way it's possible on a bye. Pretty exciting stuff. Are you uh, are you expecting good things against Vanderbilt, Caleb, or are you thinking that it's going to be the letdown game? Oh, I mean, 
it's hard because Colin and I have talked before. We've driven all the way to Nashville to watch Missouri play one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, and I coach seven-year-olds. <laughs> so it's, yeah, you've been burned. Handily whip Vanderbilt's ass. It should not be a problem. We are more talented. We are better coached. Derek Mason's fucking awful. All these things. But after watching this week, I fully expect them to come out and, and whip an ass. Just I, beat something down. I hope so. That That is the real goal is that there just isn't the normal MU Barry Odom letdown. Yeah, I hope not. And it's, it is a chance to breathe a little bit after a really rough start to this football schedule. I don't know. I mean, I think you th- still think three wins is realistic, four wins. Where would you put this team now that you've seen them steal one against LSU? Oh, three wins is definitely realistic. I feel like that. I feel after this week, they'll have two wins. So then you just have to break off one more on that one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they can get to even. I don't see why they can't even this year up. Yeah, I think five wins would be a huge deal, given the schedule, given the situation we're in. It's, yes, more to be seen on it, but it was hope. The way we played against Alabama, then Tennessee was a letdown, but last week, you know, I don't care who we'd have played. That's, putting up 45 on an SEC team is a good deal. It's a good day. Let's soak it in and get this one out to the listeners so they can all celebrate. We know that there's a lot of whiskey dicks and uh, four loco chugging going on. Yeah, I, I hope people put the four loco down, <laughs> uh, right down their throats, you know, really chug them. All right. Well, till next week, M-I-Z. Wife's getting the whiskey dick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> M-I-Z. <laughs>